Hello and welcome to episode one of All New to Wrestling. I'm Rick Wharton. I'm joined here by Adam Morrison. So for me, wrestling is in a little bit of a renaissance and AEW is firing all cylinders. So I've got a friend that I've been doing a Twitch stream with and I decided to see what would happen to someone who's never watched wrestling before, basically jumped headfirst into AEW. So this is the first review show. We, we are starting episode one with AEW Revolution. And yeah, welcome to the uh, podcast, Adam Morrison. Hey, cheers, Ricky. Um, I'm really excited about this, man. Honestly, I can't tell you. Well, you see me. You see me yesterday watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So t- tell tell me, Adam, just just for the guys at home, when when was the last time you'd watched any sort of wrestling? Uh, the last wrestling I ever watched was WrestleMania Five, and I'm pretty sure it was Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior was the main thing. Other than that, I think Legion of Doom was in it, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and maybe Jake the Snake Roberts. But other than that, and I don't think I watched a whole lot. Yeah. And and you, so that means you skipped over the entire Attitude Era. You didn't see much of The Rock, Stone Cold. Literally, I've only seen one VHS tape of WrestleMania Five. I love it. I love it because uh, we've been talking about doing this for some time. We're also looking forward to for the Twitch stream. We're getting the new WWE game that comes out this week. We're going to be having some battles on that one. Yeah, I can't wait to get my head kicked in. <laughs> yeah, that's, six that's... <laughs> That is going to be brutal. That yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And the level of nerd that I am, I, I started on WWF Warzone. I can still tell you how to do the Stone Cold Stunner with the setup kip, not from the grapple. Right, right, up, circle, and X. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> and that would have been at least 20 years ago, I think. Would it? I want to say at least 20 years. Jesus, man. All right. So, yeah, so we're starting off AEW Revolutions, and I just couldn't wait to see what Adam thought of it. We got it on the Fight Network. Did you get it on the Fight Network as yeah, well? Yeah, got it on the Fight Network last night. started at 1 o'clock in the morning. I think it finished about 20 past 5. Was that when it finished for us? Yeah, we, we got a sharp reminder on what it is like to watch a wrestling pay-per-view living in the UK because uh, that was an endurance of time. That's, that's longer than any UFC, to be honest. I think UFC would finish around that time if you watch a pay-per-view as well. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was long, but Jesus Christ, man, did I enjoy myself watching it. I loved it. I loved every single minute of it. And just quickly, tell them what happened to you this morning. So you, you'd booked off to be off work. So we finished watching it around 10 past 5, something like that. Yeah, it was around 10 past 5-ish, and uh, we were struggling by the end of that, even though... Yeah, yeah we were... Well, to be honest, I was struggling between, uh, on one of the matches, and then the last match just buzzed me out. Right, it was insane. But yeah, we finished about 10 past 5. I went to sleep. I think the last thing I remember was watching Indiana Jones at about quarter to six. Got up at about half eight, was just mucking about, like playing stupid games with the wife. And then I got a load of missed calls come through on my phone, loads of messages saying that I was actually meant to be in work. <laughs> this was at 11, so I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I just got dressed, went to work, done the full day's work, finished later than usual uh, to make up the hours. And yeah, so I had about two hours sleep and then done that. I, I, I can't believe you're still going on that. Yeah, because. I heard the phone going uh, 11 o'clock. I think you rang me on your way to work. Yeah. And I left that because I thought it was a conversation I didn't want. Uh, funny enough, me and Adam have both uh, left, I don't know what you'd quite call it, jobs within stand-up comedy would say today. 
And uh, this was when from a fun podcast to something that really has to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's no no if, buts buts or maybes about this one. (laughs) Yeah, we have to be really fucking excited about AEW, guys. (laughs) But my heart absolutely went out to you when when you tell us that you're off work. I mean, like, yeah. Fucking six in the morning. I, I, that would have been a sorry, mate. I'm not in today anymore. Well, the thing is, I got to work and all the lads are like, oh, doing off a day. I said, no, I thought I had the day off. I've been up all night watching wrestling. They were like, what are you doing watching <laughs> wrestling? You're 40. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's just it's just another thing that I'm getting into. And they're like, oh, Jesus. First Disney, now wrestling. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, I made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> do you know there'll be one right you'll learn this once you start getting wrestling you can say to a group of people I watch wrestling and everyone take the piss out of you but towards the end just there'll be one person in a smoking area waiting for you to be alone going what did you think of the dog collar match <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what I want that's what because um, we've talked a lot about Newcastle United over the last well, ever since the takeover was starting, when we've talked about it. Yeah, if you check out the Rick versus Morrison Twitch stream where we play Newcastle versus FIFA, uh, to infinity and beyond, yeah. and also discussing documentaries podcast, there is also a lot of talk of the Newcastle takeover there. I've Stockholm syndrome has set in with Adam. Well, I just wanted to say because, like your point about the uh, the dog collar match, then I actually bumped into someone from Newcastle, and. I had the most in-depth conversation about football I've ever had, and it's all because of you, of you talking to me and you talking about <laughs> Newcastle United. It, it, it's really got bad, and I, I, found, I worked out that if someone's talking to me about something I don't want to talk about, I will just loudly talk about the, the, new, the takeover of Newcastle United until they either join in <laughs> with me or leave the conversation. <laughs> Adam's one of the ones that stuck around. Yeah, mate, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, you know, like if it if it gets my interest, I'm I'm all in, thousand percent. That's uh, quite quite the lead in of the pun that you didn't even know of. All in. That was the pay per view that started. Oh, was that uh, what AEW, it was called? All in. So the genesis of AEW, and I know if this is wrestling fans, this is going to be you know teachers up to suck eggs here, but. So it was four wrestlers, Kenny Omega, the young books that you saw in that tag match, yeah. and uh, Cody Rhodes, who's actually just left. They st- they made a bet with a wrestling critic that they could fill Madison Square Garden or um, fill an arena, and they sold it out in five minutes. That was the proof of concept. Then they went to Tony Khan, who's, uh, their family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, Fulham Football yeah. Club, all those, and then they built AEW from that. So that that's a little little bit of background for you. And I was just looking forward to the way you, 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 you I wanted to see your take because AEW is very much, I think, more so, like the, I think an, an argument with WWE, which obviously you haven't seen since the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan days, but the, with current day WWE, it's kind of built so that anyone can watch at any point they tune in. It's It's very you know, right there in front of you, what's going on, what the storylines are, why why the same thing. It's very... Whereas if you're a wrestling fan who's watched it for 20 years, that's now boring as fuck. Yeah. So AEW is very much for people who, like... I mean, your descriptions of the crowd really made me laugh. 
Mate, everybody in the crowd, every bloke in the crowd had a baseball cap on and either a really mental soul patch or a goatee. There was no in-betweens. There was a lot of mullets going on. And what, what made me laugh, you, we was watching it and you went, oh my God, he's there. And I was like, what? And he was like, he's been there for 25 years or something. Yeah, yeah. There is a dude, re, re, like you'll notice every WWE event, now he's at AEW, there's a guy in like a green Mr. Men t-shirt in the front row. And I I just want to know more about that guy's life because it's, it, it's expensive to be in the front row as it is, but that's a lot of traveling lot of up traveling. and down America. And to be there at every single one is like, I I imagine it's a little bit like, um, have you seen The Jinx? The, Robert Durst? No. The documentary no. series. All oh, right. So that's like a billionaire property owners in, in New York. And he turns out one of them's a killer and the other one stayed in the family business. And I imagine like if, if the killer just decided he really liked wrestling and he just has enough family money that that's what he does. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to Cincinnati today to see a cage match. <laughs> I've got to wear my Mr. Men shirt because otherwise they won't know who I am. But I, I, I did love it. There was a lot of, um, lot of t-shirts. There was a few people in like that was done up to the nines, like suits, waistcoats, you know, ties. Yeah. The front row go all out. They yeah. want to get noticed, man. Oh. Like you pointed them out to me, but yeah, you, you see oh who it was. Oh my god, the the bloke in the suit. Uh, so he had. Uh, what sort of, like it's like a Donald Trump suit, you know. It was the black suit, the white shirt with the red tie, but he had a cardboard yep. box on his head, and I was <laughs> the whole show. for the whole show, <laughs> not just for like ten minutes, but for a whole show. And when they was fighting down near him, I don't know how he could see out that cardboard box because he was just. I was like, this is this is just me. This is just a bit of me straight away. As soon as I see that cardboard box, it was game over for me. I, and yeah, so not only did I really enjoy this pay-per-view, but listening to your take on it and, and the way you, you kind of evolved with it. So if we get into it, right? So the opening match was uh, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. Yep. And so what we do on each of them, so oh, just going back to the finding wrestling fans, when I started at university, it kind of became one year me and a couple of mates watched Wrestlemania and a few other lads goes oh that sounds mint I used to watch that and it got to the point where like we used to have 15 lads around each month to watch the pay-per-view and putting bets on and it was fucking incredible um so what we do is each match you take turns picking and it goes up two pound increments on bets for each match so uh, I give you the first bet yeah I believe. and I picked Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston, Eddie yeah. Kingston. And what made you, because you saw them come out, you recognised Jericho a little bit, so that, that triggered something. Well, I recognised the name. I recognised the name. Um, but because I didn't know who they were, I've written down Chris Jericho, leather trousers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and Eddie Kingston, yellow and black leotard. But I don't know what it was. I think when he came out, he looked, he just come out straight away. There was no, like Chris Jericho sort of strutted out you know, like, yeah, I'm Chris Jericho, like, what's happening? You all had the audience singing his song, yeah. which is always pretty cool when they're doing Judas Effect. So they were all singing his song, and they was all bang on board with it. And then Eddie Kingston just, there was no mucking about with him. Do you know what I mean? He stormed out hmm. of there like he'd had an argument with his missus, and he stormed out of the house. Do you know what I mean? He stormed into the ring. 
He stormed out like uh, he's busy arguing with his missus and some kid just chucked a tennis ball off his window. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's coming, yeah. he's yeah. coming out into the street. The bloody kids again! <laughs> he had a walk like, I'm going to intimidate people from all angles. Who the fuck? I'm, I'm grabbing the nearest one. That was Eddie Kingston. I'm looking, f- I'm so looking forward to you seeing more of him doing the talking on the mic. He's fucking brilliant, oh, man, Eddie I can't, Kingston. I can't wait for it. But yeah, like I don't know. I think it was just his sheer determination walking out like an angry dad. So I picked I picked Teddy Kingston and then like I thought it'd be a bit pushing and shoving. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's doing this. He's doing yeah. But oh my god, I think Chris Jericho had concussion for about ninety nine percent of it. What got me? He had concussion, but then it got to a two count and he was straight out of it again. And then he went back into concussion. <laughs> and I, that, I love that. I love that. And then they did this. Um, what was it you called it? Uh, DDT. Yeah, they did a DDT. And now, for anyone who watches AEW, right, you have to appreciate just my enjoyment for this. So in the first match, obviously, these two aren't the most athletic by any stretch on the AEW roster. And they did a DDT, and Adam goes, oh, my God, <laughs> what was that? Like, like it's the most incredible. And now, now to us, to anyone else who's watched wrestling for years, the DDT is like a very sanitized. Yeah. It, it's been around a long time since WrestleMania Five. Yeah, has been the DDT, and uh, I even know how it was invented. If you want to hear a nerdy story, yeah, go on. So it's Jake the Snake Roberts's finisher, right? Yeah. Um, he was a good guy. He's wrestling in the Independence before he goes to WWE or WWF at the time, and he gets the bad guy in a headlock. And the bad guy is supposed to push him towards the turnbuckle. That's that's what's meant to happen. Since the bad guy was clumsy, he stood on Jake the Snake Roberts' foot. He fell down. And the whole audience went, <gasps> And the bad guy was quick enough to do a quick pin me. And he gets the three count. Because like you've just found a new finisher, so it's basically someone fell over and, and they invented a move that be, like pretty much revolutionised wrestling manoeuvres. So they did a lot of slapping to start off with, and I was like, Jesus Christ, man, that's got to work. <laughs> like they just stood there slapping each other about twenty, thirty times, maybe, just slapping each other across like the collarbone area. I was like, oh my god, and they were red raw by the end of that. And then um, yeah, he did the DDT. And uh, I didn't know what it was called. So in my notes, I put headlock flip fall. Right? <laughs> I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> and then he done it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the bit. And then he done it again. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? And then, so then they're both standing up and they're in, like, the corner. And then Eddie Kingston's just started eating Chris Jericho's hair. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I think he was meant to be going for his ear, but I know he oh, just looked yeah. like he was just gnawing on a split yeah, end. Yeah, it looked like he was just eating his hair. And I was just going, oh, I don't know what's going on here. And then, oh, do you know what? I can't remember who done it. But then the German suplex, is that right? Yeah, they did a bunch of German yeah. suplex. That's like a waist lock from behind, throws them over the head, yeah, they yeah. land on the back of the shoulders. Yeah, and then I was like, Jesus, I thought the DTT was good. The German suplex is unreal. That is fucking quality. <laughs> <laughs> But then it got even more insane. There was a spinning back fist. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Kingston's Hurricane, I think it's called. Yeah. Just knock, yeah. So he'd done a spinning back fist, and then there was a code breaker, which. Oh, sorry. So there was a, a lion salt. Oh, that blew your mind, that, didn't it? The lion the salt. The lion salt got me, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that's only a two count. That, that is, it's, 
it's funny because I've seen Jericho do that for years, and he used to really be able to hit that and get some height. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, don't break your neck. <laughs> and then you're like, fucking hell. Look at that. He's just jumped off the middle rope, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's a match of fucking Jungle Boy in the Young Bucks next. You know what I mean? I'm like, he is going to be blown away. Oh, my, honestly, it was like the lion saw. I couldn't believe it was only a two count. I couldn't believe it was a two count. <laughs> And then, obviously, then the spinny back fist, and then the code breaker, which I can't really remember what that is. I just remember writing it down. That's, yeah, so Jericho runs over them, jumps up with his knees, grabs his head into their knees, and then his back hits the mat, and the kind of whip whip of that. Yeah, yeah. Is... And that, that I, I don't think I said anything, because that, that left me a bit speechless, because I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but then Chris Jericho, right, he then takes off the padding for the corner, so all the metal's exposed, doesn't he? So he takes it off. Yeah. Chucks it away. But then nothing happens. He doesn't use it. Then he gets caught out in his own corner trap. Gets like this in a headlock, arm swing, body lock. Do you know he's it, Yeah, his... it's like it's like a neck crank. I'm yeah. annoyed I don't actually know the name of that move. I've sat there as like the guy who knows it all. To, and I'm like, I've not, I've not actually seen enough Eddie Kingston matches to know what that one's called. But yeah, so he taps out Chris Jericho. Yeah, that gets the win. There was also so, like a th- an interesting thing happening is Jericho was given the finger to the crowd for chanting for Kingston, yeah. which obviously you don't watch it. So like, when someone's a good guy or a bad guy, the idea they react to the crowd if it's not going their way is, is interesting. When I think on paper Jericho is supposedly meant to be a good guy until the end of this. Because at the end, Eddie Kingston, after on the microphone for weeks saying how he's a fat loser and <laughs> he's going to kill him, turns around and says, I respect you, Chris. And Chris uh, refuses to shake his hand. Can't do it. Hurt yeah. too much. But I thought when he put the middle finger up, I thought, oh, my God, what what moves is he going to do here? And then he was like, oh, it's just the middle finger. I was like, oh. But then when he didn't shake his hand, I was like, oh, that's a bit out of order. You should have shook his hand. Do you know what I mean? But... I'm looking forward to the grudge match. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's well funny. So there was also the joy of seeing you taking notes. So again, if you watch AEW and you listen to this, like the detail he went into this first match, I think Adam dropped his jaw after this one. And that is the most in-depth breakdown of a match we're going to be doing. <laughs> because after that, he was like writing down the names of the commentators, like uh, Jim Ross. Ex- oh, Jim Excalibur was like, when I saw the commentators, I, it was Jim Ross with the cowboy hat. Um, yep. Excalibur with the mask. And I can't, I'm really sorry, I can't remember the first bloke's name. The other Tony bloke, Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Is, uh, the third. was just like the normal bloke. But I really like Jim Ross because he seems like he, he'll explain it to you like a granddad. Do you know what I mean? He'll be stern, but he'll be fair. Yeah, I really like Jim Ross. Jim Ross is the best commentator of all time. Yeah. Uh, in all the years I've watched it, he's came into a lot of criticism because he gets like wrestlers' names wrong, and there's certain ones he doesn't like, and he kind of just acts like he doesn't like them while he's commentating <laughs> when they're doing silly shit, which which we can get to. So match number one was a a win for Adam, two pounds on the board. Yeah, first match he picked it well. Eddie Kingston. All man. right, and then the se- the second match when I saw who was coming out and how excited Adam was from the first one. I'm like, I can't fucking wait for this. So this is a tag team trios match, which was the Young Bucks. Do you remember your initial thoughts on those guys? The Young Bucks, uh, they came out of a bloke in a zebra track suit with a weird mask and a camera. 
but my first thought was Jesus Christ, their hair is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't just not it, it didn't just like have a, like a really good sheen. It was like I imagine it to be really soft, and it was straightened, and it was really like if you don't know, I'm bald. So just looking at that yeah, hair, yeah. I was you, just like, you, you, "You're listening to two guys who should be in the audience of AEW, yeah. not in the ring." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But the first thing I noticed was their hair, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, that is nice hair." Um, they may have had the best hair of the night. <laughs> they, I'll, I'll tell you what, their their hair looks like it can only be washed under a waterfall. Yeah. In, in in a meadow. Yeah. The <laughs> only person that's probably got better hair than them is David Ginola, and that's it. That's probably the only person. So there you go. The young bucks that take a lot of heat online, but them and David Ginola for best hair. <laughs> and then you've got um, so who else? And then you got Red Dragon, which is the the new additions to EW. Obviously, you're 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 new to wrestling, but they they came from NXT. They didn't get. They decided not to stick with WWE, so it's a big deal. They came on over, yep. and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish came down. Did you have any thoughts on those guys? Yeah. Or? So. Red Dragon come down. They're both in white pants. I take it Bobby Fish had the fish on his on his bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. They like with their like moustache, their facial hair. They remind me of nineteen twenties bodybuilders. <laughs> 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 but I thought these these two can handle themselves. They're not going to be worried about their hair getting pulled or. Do you know what I mean? Messing it yeah. up. They, they, these two are they, They're already. very much like a hybrid of MMA, aren't they? Yeah. The, the Red Dragon. Yeah. And then I was looking forward to this one because I know you were looking forward to some silly shit. Oh, my God. And, yes. and I'm trying to say, well, you know, AEW, it's a little bit more athletics-based than WWE. It's It's got one or two things, but it's mainly like, you know, match in-ring quality driven. And then, oh, yeah, one of the tag team champions is a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mate. When the jung- Jungle Boy and oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but uh, L- L- Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the Jurassic Express. Right, his mask. He kept that mask on the whole time. Yeah, Jungle Boy. I think really, like you said, he was uh, Luke Perry's kid. Yeah, yeah Luke Perry. Until you yeah. said that, then you could notice it when like they finished fighting. But their it, their entrance music was great. Whoa, 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 Oh, that's why they do the hands. <laughs> yeah. oh, my, my feet, my feet were doing exactly the same as the people's hands. <laughs> I love it. I really like that song as well. And that match was insane. Oh, yeah, my God. You know, because I was like, when you're going right, it was a very good match between Chris Jericho and uh, Eddie Kingsman. Yeah. It was very much a brawl. It told a good story. But this, again, will just take it up a gear because the Young Bucks... Uh, with the double super kicks, just look incredible. Oh, the stuff Jungle Boy's doing, yeah. and it's lovely to see someone who isn't uh, jaded to it. So, like, I think L- Jungle Boy did a dive to the outside, and you're like, "Oh my fucking god!" You just wiped them all out. <laughs> oh god! Like what? So. There, there was so much going on in this match. There, honestly, there was so much. I, there was so, there was that much going on. I couldn't take notes because I didn't want to miss a single second of it. Yeah. So, Jungle Boy is getting getting hammered by the Young Bucks to start off with. Oh yeah, because it was kind of like a story developed because they, they're almost in the same kind of faction, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. So it's that they're working in tandem. Yeah. But how long is that going to last? 
But so I didn't I didn't get how it was going to happen. If you're having um, like three tag teams, I thought it'd be three on three, but it was like two teams on one team in the end, wasn't it? So it was the Young Bucks, Red Dragon yeah. versus Jurassic Express, was it? The Jurassic Express yeah. is the team name, yeah. Yeah, so Jungle Boy's getting his... his if his I was Jungle Boy, I'd be like, I feel like the team's more named after you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just saying that. <laughs> but like, so he's getting hammered, and then Lucasaurus comes in, and he just, one at a time, just knocks them all out. He's just like, yeah, you can fuck off, you fuck off, you fuck off, you fuck off. <laughs> and then... They're all outside. So then the geezer with the zebra tracksuit is videoing it all. A couple of others are outside on the thing. And then Jungle Boy just dives through the thing, takes all four people out. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's nearly killed all them people on the floor. <laughs> Lucasaurus is just an absolute animal. And then they did this. Like I, I, I might be getting the, the sequence of the fight wrong. but So I'm pretty sure Lucasaurus was holding someone up. And then Jungle Boy got onto the top of the ropes. Oh, they did the doomsday device. Yeah, yeah. the doomsday device and absolutely pummeled him. And I was like, oh my God, he's definitely dead. He's got to be dead. Up on Luchasaurus' shoulders, then Jungle Boy dives up and does a flying clothesline, yeah. knocks him off. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, it was it was insane. And then they had a, a double wheelbarrow. Yeah, that was a, that was a double team move uh, by Red Dragon. So Bobby Fish got him in a wheelbarrow. Kyle O'Reilly DDT'd him, so it was kind of like an elevated DDT, and then kicked his feet off for a wheelbarrow suplex from Bobby Fish. And that's when my mind was blowing, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is insane. It was like Olympic gymnastics with MMA and yeah. great costumes. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> The thing is, you know what? Right? If you, if you, I would start watching more Olympics. Is one of them's like, oh yeah, the the Filipino uh, de- uh, contestant, he, he dresses as a dinosaur, <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm what? I would watch that floor routine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If if he spits mist in the fucking yeah. referee's face, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's coming on with a a ribbon, but he's in his white pants with a fucking fish on his ass. That would be great. They're turning on each other. <laughs> yeah, right, honestly, this this match was. Uh, it was blowing me away. If during the relay race, the guy, one guy runs up to the second person instead of hand it, just smashes him with a, smashes him with it and runs on. Like he's turned on him. He's turned on him. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is what I didn't get because like I sort of figured out what was going on like halfway through that oh these these two uh, the Red Dragons and Young Bucks are working together. So when they're trying to pin Jungle Boy, say like Red Dragon to do it. Young Bucks would jump in and, like, just, no, fucking kick him off and go, what are you doing? Like, he's on a two count. Like, you should have let me. We could have won the thing. And they're, like, keep arguing amongst themselves. Because mm. they both want the title, yeah. but they don't want to fall out, yeah. basically, yeah. Which was good. But, yeah, Lucasaurus, uh, Luchasaurus, sorry, was was great. I just thought maybe he shouldn't have dyed his beard blue because when he takes that mask off, there's just going to be a big, massive geezer walking around with a bit of blue beard. And people are going to be able to spot him a mile away. What's it? It's wrestling. It might not even be a real beard. <laughs> yeah, it could be. So for the betting, sorry, on this one, just uh, I, I, I took, I took a nerdy approach. I wasn't expecting a title change, so I went, I went Jurassic Express. You went, I think, Young Bucks. I went Young Bucks because of the hair. Yeah, yeah, because of the hair. And then I, the way we did it for the betting is it again. I'm. 
anyone who watches wrestling knows exactly what I was doing with this choice. So, <laughs> uh, between Red Dragon, I said if Kyle O'Reilly gets the pin, I'll win. If Bobby Fish gets the pin, he wins. Which, more than likely, if Red Dragon was to win, it'll be Kyle O'Reilly gets gets the win. Yeah, but I didn't, did they? No, no, they didn't. That was the Luchasaurus, uh, Lucha Express got the win. But this one was the amount of what when you think the match is over and either a kick out or it gets broken up and the audience is like, oh, thinking that, yeah. that's called a false finish in wrestling. So the amount of false finishes when in wrestling you get used to patterns like, okay, the ring's cleared, he's hit his finisher. They've got a tight pin, their leg's hooked, it's all over, and then someone dives in off the top rope yeah. and, and, and does this shit. It, it was really fucking good. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy picked up the win. That's... I thought the first match was good. This one, six people, done me. Like, so many... Like, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy both took out four people at once. Do you know what I mean? It was insane. I enjoy, so, I enjoy so, it, so, so for you so far, the tag team trios better than Eddie Kingston, um, Chris Jericho. Yeah, well, Eddie Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho was good because I've never seen like anything like that before. But then this, like, just the moves, just the moves were incredible. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, match two. Oh, and I was like, this can only get better. And it did in match three. <laughs> it got it got ridiculous in match three. So match three was the ladder match. Yeah, which was so the winner of that gets a title shot at a future event. And again, it's it's one of those things where you have to explain wrestling nerdiness because it's a it's a WWE reference. You work for Vince McMahon. He always says you're trying to grab that brass ring. So what they're trying to grab above the ring in the ladder match, is an actual brass ring. So that's something that nerdy wrestling fans are like, okay, you, 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 we're in on it with you. So I, I like that. Well, when you it, said, But you said it just looked like a... Yeah, when you said, it, oh, it's a piss take, I was like, oh, Sonic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I thought it was... <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Sonic. <laughs> but no, then you explained it. I was right. like, oh, yeah, right, it looks yeah, like one of those Simpsons golden donuts. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it looks like basically everyone's fighting over an inflatable hemorrhoid seat. The last one in the store and all the gym rats are like, nah, I need this. My arsehole's hanging out. But this was, for me, insane. Because I thought it would just be a couple of people. It ended up being... Another six-man. Another, six. another sixer, yeah. So the ladder match, it was Adam's pick. So, in order they came out, it was Christian Cage, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Absolute um, Ricky Starks. And then we had a laugh because the, the guy we worked with for the past two years in comedy is called Johnny Wardlow. So, the idea that... And if you get a chance, go on YouTube and check out Johnny Wardlow. He's he's one of the funniest guys, but he's uh, he's got a very high-pitched voice for a, a man of his age. Yeah. And the idea that he's now a muscle-bound wrestler <laughs> is is... Nothing but magical to us. So yeah, I am I I'm rooting for Wardlow every day. Keith Lee and Orange Cassidy. So they all come out. Orange Cassidy comes out last, and I'll let you take it away from here because this was, oh, beyond a doubt, your highlight. Yeah, this this is the highlight of my whole night. I've been trying to find it on YouTube and everything. So everyone comes out, they get in the ring, they do all their walks and that, and they, I've got no idea who these people are. Orange Cassidy comes out with aviator sunglasses, 
boots that look like Converse and some jeans. And he just walks out as the coolest bloke you've ever seen in your whole life. Hands in his pockets, walks up to the ring, doesn't go over the ropes, rolls into the ring, and then rolls all the way to the other side of the ring and then out again. And I was like, oh, my God, when we get the game, that's what I'm doing. That is just me. That is is the best thing ever. And uh, I haven't stopped talking about it since. I just want you to be along a bunch of like hard faced blokes at the fucking at the depot and you're just gonna be like, now nah, what he did, he continued rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just thought he'd roll in. But then they're, they're all standing around and these blokes are tanks, like Christian Cage Powerhouse Hobbs, Mr. Mayhem Wardlow, they're all tanks. They're like six foot seven mountain sized people. And then he's just like a little skinny geezer that just rolls in. And just carries on rolling and then rolls out. It was, it was the best. I I really, I I love that so much. All right, and this this is again this is a nerdy thing because it's all on what you see and what and how you perceive it. So we're putting the betting on. It's Morrison's bet. I believe the first one you went for was Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, Powerhouse Hobbs in the gold and white leotard. He yeah, which I was I was glad about because I was thinking I think Keith Lee has this. Yeah, well, Keith, mate, Keith, right. The thing is with Keith Lee, he's not like power. Powerhouse Hobbs is built. Do you know what I mean? Like he he works out like they don't look like and there's an ounce of fat on him. Keith Lee looks like one of the lorry drivers at work. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, can that man do some moves? He was doing some like mental jumps and like flips. I, I was like this. This isn't. Is that a is that a body suit? I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it's mental because it's like watching wrestling as long as I have. Right, I have not seen someone that size be able to do any of that. Like one of the things is a leapfrog. So someone runs off the ropes and he jumps up and they go under his legs. Yeah. Now any wrestler that does that is not really an exciting move, but like if you were to play a computer game. No wrestler that size has that move. You've yeah. never seen a guy that big do that. He is a freak of nature, a once in a lifetime right. athlete. He is incredible. He must. Like I don't. Want, I don't want to be out of order by saying this, but he's got to be twenty-five to thirty stone easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's north of three hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but Jesus, man, like it, it was like a ballet dancer. It was like there was a moment. There was a moment in the corner where Keith Lee gets someone walking into the corner by a ladder and Keith Lee just stands up at the turnbuckle on the apron on the side of the ring. Yeah. And he just overshadowed him like a, like a grizzly bear in a fucking yeah. cartoon. But So I went for my next bet was, I think, all right, so Wardlow, he's getting a bit of momentum in the weekly shows. Obviously, you know, privy to that. And I'm thinking he... I think there's got to be some storylines of him where that it, it could push that stuff forward if he was to win. So I'll put money down on Wardlow. And the best thing is, right, and again, this is not necessary for you, Adam, but for other people that know wrestling, you you took one look at Christian Cage and went, he's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Christian Cage is a 25, 30-year veteran using the most famous ladder matches of all time in the early 2000s. But you just knew he wasn't going to win. There was no chance in Christian Cage. No. Did I, I picked um, Orange Cassidy, didn't I? You picked Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, and 
absolute Ricky Starks. Oh yeah, absolute Ricky Starks, who looks like a really skinny version of The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, saw, he, he super really does. did, didn't he? Yeah. Now this one, I don't, I, I don't even know where to begin with. Rick, can you start with this one? Because I actually got no idea where to start. Well, this one was like carnage. It was yeah. um, awesome moves. The the fighting in it, it was, it was excellent. Uh, having the standoffs between like the likes of Wardlow and Keith Lee. Yeah. There was a moment Orange Cassidy did where he puts the ladder over his head and he's knocking people down like the Three Stooges. And then Keith Lee, and I want to say Wardlow or Powerhouse Hobbs, lift the ladder up and he goes with it. And Orange Cassidy, still looking chilled out, flips himself up onto the ladder that they're now holding and almost grabs the brass ring and wins the match. And I thought that was fucking incredible. Yeah, I thought that was good. And But then he slipped and like landed between his legs on one of the runs. And I was like, oh, mate, it's got to work. What, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he meant to do that. Yeah, so before, <laughs> before that, what got me is, was it Wardlow he was against or Christian Cage? They were standing in front of him. Now, if you've got a massive powerhouse in front of you, you want both your hands to try and defend yourself. Not Orange Cassidy. He just puts them in his pocket <laughs> and he's ducking and diving out of the way, doing like these little flips and that. And I was like, this man's too cool for school, man. Like, he don't care about the size of these. This, this is what I want to be. I just want to be walking around, dodging people with my hands in my pockets. <laughs> it was... It was beautiful to watch. I I, I, I loved it. And, and like there was so many... There was two spots that stand out and the rest is what I just say this is a match I'd recommend checking uh, one of the spots was everyone's kind of congregated outside Keith Lee gets to do a, a, what's called I think a hair beal so that's where he gets like an arm underneath his armpits and he goes runs and throws them yeah. as far as he can and he actually clears the wrestlers that are outside of the ring and the poor bastard just can splat yeah. on the fucking <laughs> ramp and you're like you know he's meant to break his fall by those other wrestlers yeah. and he just went too fucking far yeah. um, that was that was a really good one um, you made me laugh with the 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 stage spot so it was between Powerhouse Hobbs Keith Lee and Wardlow oh no, well Wardlow just comes out from the back from, so they're they're up by the like, you know in X Factor when it's really annoying when like one of the people walk up to the judges do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like that. It was like that, but it was not annoying. So Jim Ross sort of had the... Um, he's like, no, you can't come over here. Ooh, you can't come over here. You're going to ruin the fucking computers and that. But then they start having like a little tussle, didn't they? And then Johnny Ward... Uh, Johnny Wardlow. Mr. Mayhem. Johnny Wardlow comes <laughs> over from doing a middle spot. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mayhem himself, Wardlow, comes out of nowhere from like behind a curtain and just smashes them both off... The uh, the platform, didn't he? Mm. Straight into a load of boxes, and it was. I'll tell you what, it was lucky them boxes were there because that would have hurt if they were. <laughs> um, it, it was great, and then they're both like sort of semi-conscious, half knocked out on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So they're kind of taken out of the match. That's that's them gone from that point. I think. Yeah. So yeah. So the cameras the cameras on them for a bit, and they're wriggling around on the floor like, oh, oh god, I'm like so knocked out. And then it cuts, and there's two people in suits just stacking tables. And then you're like, I was like, why are they stacking tables? Do you know what I mean? So they put two two tables together on the bottom and one on the top. Or was it three stacks high? I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. And then all of a sudden, the um, 
in Christian Cage, isn't it? The old old one. Yeah. Yeah. So Christian Cage, who must be pushing forties. He's in his forties. Is he in his forties? I'm sure they said he was Minimum. north of sixty. Nah, he's not. No, you're thinking of Sting later on. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh wait, this might. I'm just, I'm... I might have got. I, I think you're mistaken yeah. the matches. Yeah, I'm yeah. mistaken the, the, yeah, the matches. Yeah, I'm mistaken the matches. Yeah, so we go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm mistaken the match. I'm just getting too ahead of myself because there were so many good bits in this fight. I, I, I don't actually know what was going on. <laughs> Christian Cage is 48 years old. Yeah. And I, I got to be honest, he's in fucking tremendous shape for oh, a 48 year old, oh, isn't oh, he? God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then out of nowhere, a bloke called Dan. Muson? Oh, Dan Housen. Dan yeah, Housen, he's yeah. he's he's a funny. I think he's a funny looking character. I've not seen a lot of him, but I'm looking forward to seeing more yeah. of him. He's like a comedy character who's like a demon who's nice <laughs> or something. Yeah. He's like a demon who's not very evil. Well, for the size of him, I thought it was someone in the crowd just ran out. I thought, oh god, <laughs> here we go, streetcar or whatever. So he goes on there and he just does all this like like waving of his arms about sort of thing and like a little weird smile and then runs off and I was like. I believe he's kind of with Orange Cassidy. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Well, Orange Cassidy's probably his spirit guy because he's so cool. He's he's literally the coolest. Co- coming to the end of this one, so there's a spot, and I I I, I will I, I look for I might look it up before the end of this because I'm a little bit concerned. So it's it's the ladder bridge is between the rope. Uh, and the ladder, so the ladder's uh, horizontal. Yeah. Anyone's watched it. You've seen, if you've ever seen a ladder match, you've seen it plenty. And Wardlow power bombs Ricky Stark, but the power bomb itself, it didn't go forward enough from a land flat. I don't think, and it looked like Ricky Stark landed on his head on one of the rungs, and he's he he would have felt that, and he I think he's had neck injuries in the past or, yeah. or serious injuries, so I, I hope he's all right. But that one looked. Oof. And then that this is the thing with wrestling, you kinda of, the show must go on, so you might just paralyze him. He's like, Well, I gotta get the blast ring. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, so Wardlow gets the ring, then he wins the thing. So he's doing his bits winning. And then in the background you just see it looks like the whole All the referees all and the doctors referees, and that around him. It, it looks like Foot Locker on a Christmas day. That's how bad it is. Do you know what I mean? That's how many there is around it. <laughs> yeah, you was really worried and I was like, Oh, was that not meant to happen then? And he was like, no, you should have done no. this. Should have. And then I started to get worried. So we should have checked. I mean, that I'm really. thinking. I'm thinking. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, it'll tell you straight away on uh, Google. So I'll edit out this thinking time. But I did that. I did like uh, Absolute Ricky Stark. I thought he was good. He looked like, um, he did look like The Rock. He does look like, if you watch it, oh, you obviously, everyone knows where he is. I, 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 the first thing I thought was, that's Rock's younger brother. But, um, Okay, so uh, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, uh, Ricky Starks uh, looks like he's avoided injury after a rough landing in the uh, in the ladder match. Oh, good news! That's what we like. I can't wait to. Uh, I want to see him again. I want to see him have a one-on-one with someone. Yeah, they said his next okay. It was scary uh, moment in a big match, but he's going to be okay. Oh, decent. Yeah, that's what we yeah, like we to hear. Go. So, nice one, Ricky Starks. So, yeah, that one was another £2 win to me. So, I yeah. believe I was up to £4 up to at four this pounds. point. Yeah. So, and these this next segment, again, I think it's something that you're going to have to watch it for a while to mean anything to you. But it was an announcement, and they they signed Swerve 
as I, I don't know if he's called Swerve Scott in this. He was called Swerve Scott in um, Swerve Strickland NXT. Swerve Strickland is yeah. his new name then. So, and he's going to be mint. He, he's great in the ring. He's electric. Very much looking forward to that. It wasn't a great on the mic from him, but on the same grounds, it's his in ring. He gets a done belt to bell. He's going to be great in AEW. Look forward to seeing him. Do you know who I'm gutted you didn't see? And I look forward to seeing them. It's a gentleman called the Bastard Pack. The Bastard Pack. Pack, yeah, he's Pack the Bastard. Oh my god! Right. Oh my god! He already sounds like my best mate. Yeah, and do you want to know where he's from, Adam? He's not from Newcastle, is he? He's a Geordie. Is he? Geordie. They've got they've got a Geordie. The Bastard Pack. I'll send you this. I've never seen clearer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate. Well, he's good. All ye little Muppets are doing all this talking. <laughs> when he comes on, we'll probably just do a whole show dedicated to him and the Newcastle takeover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, that's that's who I'm rooting uh, You're rooting for Orange Cassidy for the title. Um, I'm the bastard pack all the way. Yeah. He deserves it. He's the best there is. Then we have uh, the first women's match of the night, which is Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. Yeah. Now, this one, so Tony Conti, was, she came out with a Brazil flag and it come up. This is when I noticed the stats underneath. Mm, so win-loss records. Yeah, so she's won seven in a row. Then Jade Cargill comes out, and I totally missed the stat underneath uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> but... <laughs> for whatever. She, she is a fucking star, that woman. She comes out, I want to say Jade or like a Sub-Zero-esque character from that's, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's what I thought, wasn't it? That's what I said. I was like, oh, my God, she's come out of Sub-Zero. And, man, she is just fucking... A completely different to every any of the other female wrestlers. No one looks like Jade Cargill. No, like she is built. She's fucking every, like she's mint. Just looks an absolute monster. I am aware that basically she's newer to wrestling than the other people. I believe. Yeah. But due to what she looked like, she's a prodigy in terms of how good she's got since she started. Because uh, I think you went with Ty Conte, I want to say. Yeah, so I saw the seven, because it was my turn, wasn't it? Oh, and then we had my favourite ref as well on this one, Audrey. Audrey, the Audrey, ref. yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like the bald-haired geezer with no beard. The other one with a goat, he was all right. But Audrey was the best. You were complaining they were losing control of the match. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, but then when, I don't know, when you've got like six powerhouses in there and you're a little skinny geezer, <laughs> are you really going to? Yeah, 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 you don't yeah. want to give that five count. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I looked at, um, I was like, oh, she's won seven in a row. She's Brazilian, so she's going to know a bit of capoeira or Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She'll be fine. So I went with Tony Conti, and then I found out. Uh, Type, but yeah. About a minute after I, it was, uh, Jade Cargill was 28 and 0, and I was like. Yeah, she's undefeated. Yeah, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Now, this was a great match. There was a lot of shithousery in this, weren't there? Um, no, you're thinking of the Britt Baker match with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's how we're getting them all mixed up. So I'm excited about it. It was a very, very late evening for us, and Adam's yeah. been to work since, um, <laughs> since it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> so in the last spot, since... Oh, God, because we did an all-nighter on... Um, Saturday night as well, didn't we? Playing till four in the morning, FIFA. So since <laughs> no yeah. since oh, Friday, since <laughs> Saturday morning, I've probably had about I don't know five hours sleep. Yeah, now this this fight this fight was great. There was loads of stuff going on, and like she, 
in her picture, so they have the pictures, don't they? So like your match up pictures at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, the the head to heads or the, yeah. the stare down picture. I think will be that Jade's arms. Jesus Christ, I would kill for biceps like that. But they're not. Oh yeah, this this match was just great. This match was great. Really good back and forth. Ty Conte had a moment, but in the end, Jig Cargill hits her with, oh, what's the finish? It's the Glam Slam is when the Glamazon used to do it. I forget what the name is on this one. But yeah, I had some problems with the stream during this one. I kept freezing. I had to keep restarting it. Yeah. So a couple of minutes were cut out for me. But yeah, these this was really good. And then it was kind of building to, I think they need an interval at these things. They definitely did. I I need. I felt like I needed an interval. After this next match, was kind of you. You needed a half an hour rest. One yeah. do whatever, but just don't. It's difficult to get on after people have killed it the way they did in this next one. So the next yeah. one was the big one that I was looking forward to. MGF versus CM Punk. Uh, I'll, I'll let you give you what your take was because I've sent you. The return of CM Punk. Yeah. That was one of the things I sent you to get you to do this podcast. I, I saw that. That was really good. That was really But I I totally forgot who it was about. I remember you sent me the video, but at the time, like yesterday, like when we was looking for it, and I was like, oh, is this the preview? Blah, blah, blah. And then I see CM Punk. So I didn't look up CM Punk because I didn't want to know what he looked like. So I looked up Punk Wrestlers, and I sent you the picture, didn't I? I went, yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah. is this the sort of thing I'm <laughs> expecting? And you was like, yes and no. <laughs> and I was like, all oh, right, I'm excited. But well, that's the thing, because these were like out of shape, small guys with punk hair that yeah. were wearing wrestling tights. I'm like, well, I can't say it's not entirely that. One of the guys is a fucking dinosaur. But on the same grounds, <laughs> if he's if he's okay that we're going to be watching this, he's going to be all right watching yeah. AEW. Who came out first? MJF, wasn't it? Well, MJF did a thing, right? So everyone loves CM Punk's music. It's the Cult of Personality song. And just quickly, uh, when CM Punk came back to wrestling, was probably the biggest reaction I've ever heard in wrestling. It is, it, obviously, anyone watches AEW seen it, but if you haven't, YouTube, uh, the start of a show, the whole show was just, oh my God, he's actually here after like eight, seven years, eight years. It's been a great build-up between these two. CM Punk had been undefeated, until recently where MGF cheated for a victory against him. This is the grudge match. MGF has done some, like, Oscar-winning performance in the build-up to this match as well. And then beat the fuck out of him and hung him with a dog collar in the in the build-up. So CM Punk's music hits. Everyone goes fucking crazy for it. And then it stops and it's MGF's music. So even then, he's annoying the crowd. And yeah. I love him. I, like, there's no one who annoys the crowd like MGF. Yeah. And then he come he comes out in his dressing gown. Is it a dressing gown? It's like a fighter gown, but yeah, fighter, yeah, yeah, it's he comes a, out yeah, in his dressing gown. Well, it's more of a smoking jacket. It's like a, a baby yeah. blue with Burberry trim. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this bloke's got money. Yeah, so he comes out, and I was like, he he was young as well, wasn't he? He was only twenty twenty one or something, wasn't he? He is super. He, he is going to be injuries. Aside, if he doesn't get a big injury, because that happens a lot, obviously. He's just so Ricky Stark almost get fucking paralyzed. Injuries aside, he will be the best of this generation. Yeah. Yeah, it might. There's, there's no doubt in terms of what I've seen from him. Yeah, I, I really liked his entrance. I really liked his video. It was great. And then your man CM Punk comes in. Well, he came out, and this goes beyond even my nerdiness, because he came out to his old Ring of Honor music, which... 
again, there's a bit of a backstory. AEW has just bought a, a Ring of Honor. Yeah. Which was a wrestling company that all the current best in the world came from and went to WWE eventually. They folded and AEW's just purchased them to make it a separate show and to get their tape library of all these wrestlers back in the day when they were young. So that's a really cool thing for fans, and that's where the, the nerdy fans kind of sit with. So he comes out to this in his old attire with his old theme music that I had never heard, and that made a big deal to it. And this match was just brutal. Just it, I think it's up there with the most blood I've seen in a match. Well, to, to go, I go back to him walking in. He had Triple X on his back. And I was like, is that an homage to the WWF wrestler? And he was like, no, that's Triple H. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, what's um, Triple X mean? And it was... Um, what was it's it? something to do with straight edge, I believe. Yeah, which is like... sober, isn't it? No drink, no drugs, no tobacco, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, It's a good message for the kids, man. And he's got drug-free tattooed yeah. on, his, uh, on his hands. Or he's got three on it's one. It's funny because he, he used to be a that used to make him a bad guy. What being straight laced? Yeah, straight laced. That's a great. That's so much better than straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a drink? No, thanks. I'm straight laced. Straight laced. No, I don't want to get off my lips, mate. I'm not getting off my lips. I don't want to get sliced. Yeah, he's not on the slice. So uh, yeah, he's not on the slice, not at all. But then. But no, in WWE, he was a bad guy because you'd go, I'm drug-free, and that means I'm better than you. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. And all the wrestling fans who like weed at the time, like, fuck you, weed's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Oh, excellent. Now, this is... is, um... So then they put dog collars on them with a massive chain. Mm. And I'm like, right, okay. So this is like Gladiator. You know, when they're tied up. When they're tied up to them, yeah, mate. Yeah. But this is like, they can't get away. There's no way they can get away. I was like, how are they going to do these mental... Like, anyway. So, CM Punk, they're standing there, CM Punk's like that. And then MJF is just rocking back and forth, trying to pull him. And he's just standing there, just taking it. <laughs> he's just taking it. And then he wraps the chain around his hand and punches him in the head a few times. And then he beats, like he double whipped him. Do you remember when he double whipped him? Yeah, yeah. Was it CM? Then the marks that left, the welts on that. Yeah, it did look like someone had rode over him on a unicycle, didn't it? It was like entire marks on his back. And then MJF started punching him in the head and then scratching his eyes and his face with the chain. And all of a sudden, just all this blood, like he cut his head open with it. And all this blood just... It was like war paint. His face was red. There was blood everywhere. I was like, oh, my God, how can he even see? Um, so the ref was like, can you see? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. The ref put, got out some little gloves, put his gloves on so he didn't get blood on him. Yeah, so his head's cut open and, like, his face is red, in it? It's like... Pro- yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's proper the, red. The crimson mask. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And then, then he's... They're flipping each other over the rope and they with the chain and then pulling them back over with the chain. And oh, you can yeah. break a neck so easy yeah. doing that now. And I, like, there was bits I couldn't watch because I was like, oh my God, he's going to kill him. Oh my God, he's going to die. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm a parent, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're a tombstone pile driver. Yeah, they're doing tombstones on the side of the ring. Like, Oh God, that one on the side of the ring, I thought he broke his back. I actually thought he was going to break yeah. his back. 
then now this freaks me out so mjf like uh cm punk's on the floor he's a bit dazed and he? a bit confused and all that cm punk just gets out of the ring goes under the ring and i don't know one of the roadies has left a bag of fucking thumbtacks under there so he's got it out <laughs> he's found it and he's just chucked oh, if you just pulled out a, a roll of fairy later yeah, yeah. what the fuck why are these here <laughs> So he got these thumbtacks and he chucks them on the floor and I'm thinking they they can't be real. They can't be real thumbtacks. They can't be real thumbtacks. And then he what's the one? He gets him up so he falls backwards but he's dead straight. Suplex. Suplex, yeah. He suplexes him onto the thumbtacks and then he stands up and there must be about eight in him. Like just in his back. I was like, oh my God. And then, what was really funny is MJF's trying to pin CM Punk and the ref's down there and he's slapping the floor. He gets to the two count, comes up and he slaps a couple of the pins, and he? He's fucking He's fucking livid. He's fucking <laughs> livid. Right. So he's done his hand. And like, I bet he wish he'd just done the free count, got it over and done with. Um, then CM Punk throws mjf in the thumbtacks and then there's thumbtacks in everybody and i i, I just I, it was oh then he did this thing where he wrapped it around the corner like the like, and then pulled him in the so post, yeah yeah so then he pulled his face into the post i was like this is great what a great use of the chain do you know what i mean <laughs> like getting double whipped um punching in the head with it raking their faces um there was just so much blood it was it was great yeah it, it was it was really good, and then, lo and behold, old again, Mister Mayhem himself, Wardlow comes back in in a suit. So he's had a clean up from his previous fight. Comes in in a suit. And, what a beautiful man Wardlow is. Yeah. So now I don't know what's going on because I've never seen this before, so I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. So I just see MJF go over to Wardlow, and Wardlow's checking his pockets. And he's going, I ain't got it. I, I ain't got nothing. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. He's lost his keys or whatever. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. I've got no idea. And then, uh, look, I've done my match. Do you have my phone charger or not? <laughs> look, look, I don't. It's not on me. I don't have it. <laughs> he's patting himself down. I'm like, why is he patting himself down? He's in a suit. He's not obviously not getting in the ring because that's a nice suit. He's not getting in the ring. Mm. Um, CM Punk then fucking gets him, uh, throws him back on the thumbtacks. Then walks... he does his finishing maneuver, the yeah. GTS. Yeah, that's he gets him up into a fireman's carry position, drops him down, and knees him in the face at the same yes, time. Yes, that, and that I looked at you and was like, "Oh my god, Ricky, I, uh, what? <laughs> you have to explain that." Tongue, I have to watch that in slow motion. So then he goes. So CM Punk then goes over to Wardlow, Mister Mayhem, and then he pulls out this. Uh, Big, massive, like diamond ring, like a diamond encrusted mm-hmm. ring or something with a dollar. Is it got a dollar sign on it? Something like something that, like yeah. That, yeah. Like it's a, and then he gives it to CM Punk. So CM Punk puts it on, walks up to him, and then just jabs him in the head. And then it's game over. He pins him and he wins. And that's what MGF had used to beat CM Punk when he cheated for the second time in the match. He knocked him out of that. Wardlow had sneaked uh-huh. it to him. So that's a little callback to that. Yeah, this match was brilliant. I've never seen a dog collar match before, um, and this this was fucking excellent. Yeah, after this match, um, I had to take myself outside 
get some air, have a little calm down. Because that's that's brilliant. where they needed a brick. Yeah. That is where they needed a brick. What one hundred percent? Yeah, that was um, that was great. But yeah, I did need a little break after that because it was just so intense. There was so much going on. I was like, Ricky, give me five minutes. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I just need to go and have a little chill out for a minute. And uh, yeah, I it was your pick, and I think you went for CM Punk in this one. Yeah, I went for CM Punk. Yeah, which. Cancelled it back down to zero yep. on, on the cash. Yep. And then up next, which was an unfortunate place to put them because I think these two are really good wrestlers. Yeah. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, they went at it. Uh, really good back and forwards. Did you, did you have, and again, you're kind of spaced out from this one, I, I, yeah. from what I remember. So all I remember is uh, it's she was a doctor. She's a doctor, uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker is cool as fuck yeah. when she comes out. She goes Britt Baker and everyone goes D M D. Yeah, like D M D. Yeah, I want something like that. What is? I don't. What's the thing? So it's like medical doctor, isn't it? Is it doctor of I, med, doctor of medicine? Yeah, but it's dental. I think because she was a dentist. I think um, dental medical doctor. Right. I, no, I, do you know what? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. I'm gonna... Yeah. So Doctor Britt Baker versus Thunderosa. Now I looked at the stats. Doctor Britt Baker was forty-one for twenty. And Funda Rosa is fifty-one for seven. But Funda- doctor in medicine in dentistry. Oh, she's a doctor in medicine and dentistry. In dentistry. Oh right, nice. Oh, so she's a dentist. If your pancreas hurts, don't go to her. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I might do. But Funda Rosa came out now. Um, she's. I don't want to get this wrong, but I think she's Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she she it, came it's out. A safe yeah. bet. She came out in it, the headdress reminded me of Apocalypto. You know when the Mayans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it she was. Came, she came to play. She was in a WrestleMania gear. That's that's yeah. what you're thinking wrestling. Like WrestleMania, everyone wears something a little bit fancier on the way to the ring. And she had half her face painted as well. Um, she always has that. Oh, does it's she? Kind of the 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 Day of the Dead Mexican. I don't yeah. know the, the correct cultural term for her but yeah she's 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 got that traditional mexican half a face painted and she's brutal she's she's, she goes a million miles an hour she's fucking excellent she's stiff in the ring big fan of thunder rosa and i think Britt baker's quality as well she's got some awesome finishing maneuvers both of them that this is the one with a lot of shithousery going on so the one yeah dr Britt baker came in in with a woman and she was having a go at the ref when thunder rosa had pinned her yeah, like everyone was going like every. I think everyone counted to like thirty. Do you know what I mean? So she was definitely done. She was like, "Oh my god, the ref's not even looking." He should... He's having an argument with that trollop, right? I'm gonna get up, go over, and then just absolutely cleaned her out off the fucking thing, and then went back. Yeah, um, but it was a lot of that. One of those is Jamie Hater. She's from Southampton. Is she? A little bit of info. Yeah, one of the ladies that were in the open. That's good. It's good to Fair see you. the Brits over there. It's good to see some Brits yeah, over. There. So. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of this going on. Now, these these two are, are fucking... They're flying about all over the place. This was like... The one that annoyed now. me, because there was a lot of false finishes where there's a distraction to the ref. Yeah. And But the one that... Again, it's wrestling. It's hard to fucking complain over what's silly and what's not. I just saw a fucking dinosaur win the tag title <laughs> in Orange Cassidy. Keep his hands in his pockets while fighting one of the world's strongest men. Yeah. So... To criticise is to be a little bit bitchy, but there's one point Thunder Rosa has her in a submission hold. Yeah. And she taps out, but the ref isn't watching. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Well, yeah. 
keep the fucking submission hold on. Because if you're choking her out, she's still going to be tapped. It's not yeah. like a pin where she'll eventually get the energy to kick out. Yeah. I, I personally, that, 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 I, I would have, I would have kept the, the, uh, the she old. Should have, yeah, it should have kept her in the old chokehold. Because who ended up winning that? Was that Dr. Britt Baker? Britt, Britt Baker snuck in with a, what's called a curb stomp. So Thunder Rosa Gans at the ring to sort out the two people being a problem. As she slides back into the ring, Britt Baker, bang, curb stomp, one, two, three, gets gets it done, yeah. keeps the belt. Um, I picked Britt Baker, I think. Or did, did you pick? Uh, yeah, I think you picked her. And then the next match, I was gutted because you didn't see the entrances. One of them's got one of my favourite entrances. Enters, oh. Which was... Uh, this is the one I was looking forward to almost as much, probably probably more so than the dog collar match. Daniel Bryan, uh, sorry, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, yeah. and these are two ex WWE guys that you always felt like that I had to hold a little back due to the PG rating of WWE. They're they're amazing in the ring. They're both animals, and they said they're going to team up. But first, I need to fight and bleed with you, so you know they're going to kick the shit out of each other. And yeah, I thought this was excellent. Moxley's entrance when he comes through the crowd to Wild Thing just looks like an animal. Yeah, I missed this. I think I was uh, using the toilet at the time. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan, he's in the best shape I've ever seen him and and by far the best form I've seen of wrestling from Daniel Bryan. He's just in his element. He's fucking excellent. I've seen him in reality shows and stuff like that. I I love Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I... Uh, Sorry. To be, to be honest with you, this one is when I started to flag a little bit before I got my second win. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the audience was as well. That wasn't just you. Yeah. The like for these two and what they were doing to each other and how stiff. Like because you were watching da- Brian Danielson do drop kicks into the corner, and you're like, he's just fucking hitting him in the head there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just looked heavy on, and like these two back and forward, they're both bleeding. Beat the absolute shit out of each other, and I'm hoping these two become a tag team yeah. or join forces into a group. I think that would oh, be excellent. I remembered it. They're mates, aren't they? And they didn't. Is it these two that went into the ring to sort out uh, like a little bet or something? Not, not so much. There, Daniel Bri- Brian Danielson is asking him to join forces with him. That's it. Yeah. And John Moxie said we have to have a match first. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, just a, just an incredible match when they're getting busted open, the kicks, how heavy they're going with each other, the fighting, the pace of it. But it was a bit unfair just how exhausted the audience was by this point. Yeah. I think they were in it by the end in the thing that happened at the end. They well got on board with. But during I just felt on any WWE pay-per-view, that matches everyone on their feet start to finish. This yeah. is awesome. This Danielson is knacking him in a submission hold, and then John Moxley does an old flip forward, keeps his pit, shoulders pinned. One, two, three. Moxley sneaks it, and then I was gutted because they continued fighting. Yeah. So you're like, shit, they're not going to be a tag team. And then the big reveal: William Regal comes down, who obviously doesn't mean much to you. William Regal comes out, who's a huge acquisition. And he comes out as old school fucking William Regal. He bitch slaps the pair of them. This is the old geezer, isn't it? Yeah, the old geezer in the suit, yeah. He like headbutts each of them. Yeah. And slaps them and says, shake hands and we'll sort this place out. I fucking, that as a group is so exciting for the future. I, I can't wait to see what they get up to. Um, I'm looking forward to um, 
I'm really looking forward to learning more about this. I really am. Like as I told you last night, my dog was almost named after William Regal. Yeah. That that's what we were going to call him. Oh we yeah. Call yeah. Him Willi- <laughs> yeah. We're going to call him William Beagle. And the the only thing that stopped him from being called William Beagle was I didn't want to have to yell William Beagle across a field <laughs> to get him to come back to me. <laughs> yeah, because people would be like, well, what's he called? Dave Alsatian. <laughs> this is William. <laughs> so it's either I've given him a stupid human name or I've named him after his breed. So... <laughs> But but even in the field, if I went, William Beagle, get over here. I know everyone else would look like a stupid one. Everyone left, one person would go, did you see the Royal Rumble the other night? <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. going to do a five-post dog splash. Oh, right. Yeah, so hugely looking forward to where that transpires to. I'm excited for this. And I think this next match was probably the surprise of the night for me. The, the Tornado Trio tag match. Oh, right. Oh, God. This is the one. It's the old guy, Sting, uh, Darby yeah. Allen, and. Andre, Andronida? S- Sammy Guevara was in. in um, yeah, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. Versus Andrade, yeah. Matt Hardy, and. Oh, who's the other one? Fuck, I was knackered. Yeah, I didn't even write their names down for this one. I want to say. Cassidy or something like that. Shit, that's bad. I'd... Yeah. Oh, I just remember that Andron Andron Andronida Andronida when... Andrade Andrada. He came in in like a like a peach suit that looked really good, yep. but then he undone from the back and he was in his pants, and I was like, "That is fucking quality. I want a suit like that." <laughs> that was great. Now this one, this one was insane this is the one with Sting in it well this is the one where I'm saying they don't have a lot of time left in the show because no one took a breath no absolutely no one they flew out they even ran to the ring oh oh, this this was a million miles an hour this is why I haven't got no notes because I didn't have time to write things down it was going so quick It, it was just there was flips trips punches was this the one with the Boston Crab? I can't remember if this was the one with the Boston Crab. Nah, that was Jericho Kingston. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I was really proud of uh, knowing one move. No, it's one of those ones go, no, my brother did that to me before I was a teenager. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the one I was talking earlier about. There just was like a couple of random guys putting the tables together. Yeah, uh, Butcher and the Blade came out. Uh, they're part of the Hardy faction. And yeah, stacked a whole bunch of tables. Yeah. And then Sting, who must be sixty five plus, just oh. who did he body slam? I can't remember who he body slammed through the whole lot. And uh I was like, Oh my god, Ricky, did you see that? And he's like, Yes, I'm watching the same stream as you. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> um, I couldn't believe that that bloke at sixty five years old body slammed someone through three tables. That was incredible. That was it. Was so good. Yeah, it was very much. Obviously, it, it doesn't mean much to you, but it was. Um, there was a guy in ECW called New Jack who used to do what's called the balcony dive. Yeah, and he used to just take a bunch of cocaine and then jump off a balcony onto someone. 
and someone landed wrong and crushed his skull. And I think he continued the match. And, like, bone sinew was coming through his nose. Oh, my um, God. Jesus Christ, that is insane. Just looking to who was in that tag match. Oh, my God. Do you, do you remember what they got out from under the... Um... Under the state, under the ring. What was that? The bin. They got a bin out, a metal bin. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were just going around, just smashing people with this metal bin. And then <laughs> they got a chair out, right? And they sat this bloke down on the chair, and then they put the bin over him. Oh remember? shit! Yeah, the the dive from Darby Allen. That was excellent. Yeah. And uh, he just like so the blokes. He's outside the ring, and he. Yeah. He's outside the ring. He's outside sit, the ring sit, with a. With a metal bin sitting on a chair with a metal bin over him, like he's getting bullied at school. Do you know what I mean? It's like Will from In Between Us. <laughs> yeah, the PE teachers really need to check the, the changing rooms after yeah. fucking cross country, like because that, that kid's having a tough time. Yeah, definitely, thousand percent. But then he just he runs as fast as he can, and then just goes through that through the ropes. Like, how he's got through them ropes without hitting them ropes, I don't know. And he's just yeah. smashed the bin. And I was like, oh, my... I expected him to come out shaking, you know, like in the cartoons when they're in a bell. I just expected <laughs> him to do that across the thing. Yeah, so that's one of the things with Darby Allen, where he's so reckless in the way he lands and throws himself about. Whereas you saw in the other matches, the... Uh, the high flying of the young bucks or in the ladder match, Darby Allen just looks like he goes splat and dies every single time. He didn't yeah, it didn't look like he was landing great. Yeah, you know he, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the mats around the ring are like the really thin ones you get in PE at school. So yeah. and that must <laughs> what's that, a concrete floor I'm guessing? That must yeah, have absolutely caned. I'm surprised he didn't cut the back of his head open. But like I said, this match it was a real surprise bunch because it was getting late. I thought they're rushing for time. I, I, I mean, like if that was WWE, I thought this match would have been cut. Yeah. There was a famous instance. I want to say WCW, uh, which was WWE's rival in the 90s, where they get to the main event and they, they hadn't adhered to time. So the main event got cut. It didn't make the feed. You only have a certain amount of time, even if it's pay-per-view. Jesus. And the whole main event got cut off. No one saw it. That's why when you watch a WWE show, they have a WWE show after it that means nothing so that they can eat into that by 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So I thought, all oh, right, so now the main event that I'm looking forward to might might be a bit fucked. But the end of this match kind of climaxes with uh, Sammy Guevara does a what's called a Spanish fly. That's a backflip rock bottom slam off... A massive apparatus through two tables. It was fucking insane. Oh my god, was that the one where I just I, I couldn't say anything? My mouth was open. Was yeah, that, yeah, you were just, yeah. But you you're also like a toddler during this part where I'm like, Are you falling asleep? I didn't like, No, no, I want to watch this. We're cool. <laughs> no? No? Yeah, it, like, was, it was a long fest. Yeah, it was a long fest. But yeah, that fight, million miles an hour. From start to finish. It was just a million miles an hour. There was just so much Couldn't going Couldn't complain on. about it. Yeah, you, I had zero complaints on it. I won the betting. I had I had two pounds on uh, Sammy Guevara. I thought Sammy Guevara, yeah. Darby Allen, and Sting. I, 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 the other guys weren't going to win that. I like Andrade a lot. I think he's someone to look forward to watching. I've seen him a lot and when he was in NXT. 
But yeah, I, I kind of had them down to win. You got any more thoughts on on this one before we we get to the main event? Uh, I, I really like the bloke's suit where it looked like a proper suit, and then he just took it off and he was in his pants. I thought that was the best. I, I really love yeah. that. I think he's going to be a future champion. They they haven't done great with him because uh, he came over a, a good few months back now, and I think his uh, his linguistic skills. I don't think English is particularly a strong suit for him. But there's something where he hasn't recaptured what he was on the other show. I used to watch him on, but it's yeah. it's kind of like a player to have in your youth system in football. You know, you're like ah, he's got to be mint. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to just see seeing more of this more. Like a lot of one-on-ones, don't get me wrong, but uh, the carnage of a a six-on-six is insane. It's insane. It's like a British ice street on a Friday and Saturday night. You know what I mean? It's just unreal. (laughs) (laughs) And that that brings us up to the main event, which I was I was little worried about. Due to the time, I mean, I think we're kicking on what quarter five at this point. Oh. Yeah, well, we did have problems with the stream, didn't we? So it might have finished yeah. earlier, but for us, yeah, it was about quarter two, yes. ten to five, something like that. So I, I, I was a little over Adam Cole. It's fucking incredible. Adam Page. But it also, it's very funny because when you've watched wrestling, it's the ultimate warrior versus the, you know, the immortal Hulk Hogan. And you're like, Adam versus Adam. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I missed the intros, didn't I? Because I quickly nipped to the toilet and I come back and I was like, Oh my god! Has he come out as Halo? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Cole comes out as Halo. It's Halo. His entrance is cool as fuck. The crowd's all on us with his catchphrases, and in this match also didn't take a breath. It was it was it was lightning fast. Yeah. But I I thought this was excellent. Up yeah. there after the best of the night. Um, I was really worried. I was annoying you through this fight because I saw the um, the side that said cowboy shit, bay bay, and I just kept saying. Cowboy shit, baby! <laughs> like, every time something mad happens. <laughs> I've been saying baby for about... <laughs> yeah, like, have, I, yeah. I get home, I see the wife, I'm like, all right, baby! <laughs> Wait, I think, I I mean, I, I may be wrong on this, but... So Adam Page, that's the champion who comes yeah. out. He had a really... He was meant, he was in line to become the first champion about two years ago, and he failed. Ooh. Then he became a tag champ, and then he became like a weird alcoholic for a while, where he would just turn up with like a whiskey and coke, and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, I'm." <laughs> He's had a whole kind of redemption story, uh, which which has been fun to watch. And I I want to say it's one of the first times he swore, is because they can swear a little bit on AEW, they can't do it in WWE due to the ratings, yeah. due to the sponsorship. So when Adam Page in the ring goes, you're going to see some cowboy shit. And then every, the whole audience for like months, like what you did, just chanted yeah. cowboy shit. And then Adam Cole's catchphrase is he shouts Adam Cole. And then the whole audience goes, baby. So I had to point uh, out yeah. that that's both yeah. of their, each of their catchphrases. And it, cause I'm a <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> I <laughs> just kept saying it. I just kept saying it for the whole, you told me, explained it. And I just kept going, cowboy shit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny because watching this, you're saying you're worried you're bothering us. Now I'm like, I don't know. Like, you have a mate who's never watched this before. You're like, hmm, actually, this is how the DDT was invented in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> this lad doesn't know his own fucking phone number. Right, <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, when these two walked out, they both have excellent hair as well. Yeah, there's a, majestic. Lot, of, 
there's a lot of good hair in uh, in AEW, which I really like. I really like. It's aspirational. That's what it is. Aspirational. Yeah. And then I think I picked first this time, didn't I? Did I pick first this time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you did. You must have because it ended. Yeah. So I picked uh, Adam Page, isn't it? I picked. Yep. The hangman, Adam Page. Yeah, because not only was he a cowboy, but he had really good fringe on his trousers and his leather waistcoat. And I was like, Ricky, look at the fringe. <laughs> Do, you know what I mean? Do you know what? That's that's really funny because like I was so tired, I wasn't even going to be like, he hasn't got a fucking fringe. I don't, I just... <laughs> All right, let's just get him through the pay-per-view and see if you'll do the fucking podcast. Like, what fucking... He's got long hair slacked back. Oh, do, have I forgotten what a fucking fringe is? All right, so you're on about on his shoot. Right, that makes more sense to me because you've mentioned the fringe. Yeah. I'm like, I've called him up on enough nerdy shit with wrestling now. I'm not arguing this point about fringes, but yeah. You, you, may, know, you may know a lot about wrestling. I, I know a lot about fringe, you know, clothes looking good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they all wear leather pants as well, like leather trousers. That's... I wish it, I, I wish I could get away with that. I'd love to be able to wear leather trousers. I had a leather jacket. It took five years for me to have the confidence to wear it. I think I moved towns before I'd wear it. Oh, it? yeah. I'm the, I've am the. i had a leather jacket since I was 18, and it still fits now. I haven't worn it once in public. Uh, I was out on the drink with my brother in Leeds, and I went, I'm going to the toilet, watch my jacket, and I came back, and he just left where he was, and I went, where's my jacket? He went, I don't know. And I was like, brilliant, there's 150 quid up the year. I, I was fucking <laughs> seething. I was absolutely seething. <laughs> where's my jacket? Uh, I don't know, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically just blew a raspberry in my face. It was like one of the most tense taxi rides. So I'm like, this is why I don't come up here and visit you. It's oh, brilliant. But this match, man, they put on a masterclass as far as I'm concerned. It was it was high-paced. The moves looked fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back and forth. There's one high spot that sticks out to me because, again, this would benefit so much from having an interval because you're knackered. But they built the pace back up in that trios. This one was fantastic. Uh, but Hangman Adam Page did a moonsault. That's a backflip off the top rope. And Adam Cole caught him upside down with a super kick that looks like he took his head off. And that was, yeah, I've seen him do that once before in WWE of Ricochet in an NXT event. But that, for me, was almost, I, I, I could watch that all day. If wrestling was just watch this guy get kicked in the face upside down while yeah. he falls, that would be enough for us. That, that's, that's exactly what I love. Yeah, I think my words exactly were, Jesus Christ, he's knocked his head off. <laughs> because that, like, I don't get how to, how, like, how is he landing that? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's doing a, a what is it called? A moonsault. A moonsault yeah. backflip thing. Backflip, yeah. That's a moonsault, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets kicked in the head. And I'm like, how does he know how to land safely? Do you know what I mean? This one really scared me. There was a lot of moments in it I got scared. And Yeah, and the kicks. I mean, an inch or a centimetre or off, that's concussion time and even worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Like Those are two of the best athletes, the best wrestlers technical in the ring. And for me, that they delivered. Yeah, I don't want to get all nerdy over the top of this because it's about what you thought as someone who's never watched wrestling before because it's going to be hard to top an AEW pay-per-view with the weekly shows. So I'm, I'm excited for all of us moving forward. Yeah, mate, honestly, like after watching... That final, like, the main event, for me, was like a comedy night. You know, where, like, it's decent all the way through, but 
then, you then the guy last overran by 45 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah and <laughs> but you only remember like the headliner that the, the mm-hmm. headliner has to be good because they're the ones that people remember who yeah. was on last yeah so you come back again and that fire is going to bring me back again like to be honest with you all the fights were headline fights do you know what i mean it was yeah. like a, a light for me for put it into comedy's perspective it was like the whole series of live at the apollo put into one do you know what i mean that 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 that's an interesting way to look at it yeah because the the funny thing to me is AEW. when i look at who they have that wasn't on that show including arguably the best wrestler in the world by all the critics wasn't there he's out injured you've got pack the geordie bastard to see yet you've got uh, a dude called a dude called Alistair Black who spits black mist in people's faces and they turn evil. You look forward to him. Death Triangle. Uh, there's there's so many. Buddy Matthews has just came over there. So they just have... It's like Man City in terms of their roster. Yeah. It's like their third string could probably be the best wrestling company on the planet right now. Jesus. Oh, my... Now, now you've, like... <laughs> perked up my interest a little bit by saying there's a geezer that sprays mist in someone's face and then whoever gets it in their face turns evil. Now, that is a bit of me. All day I, it was. I was hoping he was going to be on it. Now, I went to see him, the guy who is that character, before he went to WWE. Uh, I saw him at Progress Wrestling in London. Yeah. And we went there, not knowing what to expect. We've seen a few all-star British wrestling, which they're not bad shows. They're fun shows. There's a, I remember there's a dude called Filthy Phil Powers. Um, there's, there's a there's a comedian on the circuit. Uh, oh, what's he called? I don't want to. Anyway, a comedian on the circuit. He's really good. He, he was relatively new to stand up at the time, but he still he was uh, he was doing wrestling. And I thought I'll drop I'll drop me British reference. Go. Oh, I saw Filthy Phil Powers. He went. Oh, he trained me. I went. Oh, good. I won't take the piss out of him. Then. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Is he from like London? Won a major competition. Uh, he's I, okay. I I believe his wrestling name because I have checked him out and I'm rooting for him because he's got beasted during lockdown. It's uh, Josh Faulkner, I think he was called, and he's called the superstar. Oh, oh, it's the name rings a bell, but I was thinking of another wrestler. I I guarantee he'll end up on one of the TV shows someday. That that guy's uh, well, about he's already going to be my new favourite. Yeah, he's about as driven as it gets. But um, yeah, so anyway, I I went to Progress Wrestling, and so we were expecting like the Butlins holiday shows, where like they'll pop a balloon of of a kid in the crowd, and you got to boo them and stuff like that. And uh, Alistair Black, who who's called Malachi Black in AEW, he was called Tommy End at the time. He came out, and the first guy's a dude called Paul Robinson. He's going wrestling and we're like all right we know what we're in for here and alistair black came out and threw a spin kick that the whole audience went oh he's gonna be a star <laughs> like literally just kicked this fucker's head off and you're like i want to know everything about tommy end and i've watched his career from that point and i was i was making him on the smackdown games like six years ago then he was on the smackdown game and now he won't be because he fucking left but he's oh. going to be excellent You'll be seeing that finishing move on WWE 2K22, the Rick versus Morrison stream. Check that one out. I'm not looking forward to getting fucking moonsaulted, brain busted, code breaker, whatever the other ones. I I can't remember. My my wrestler move set tends to be anything that looks like it snaps a neck. That's that's what I go for (laughs) with my guys. I know you're going to be rolling around with your hands in your pockets, but I'm going to be trying to stab you in the throat. 
Oh, yeah, I'm just going to be dodging it by rolling on the floor, Orange Cassidy style. So, yeah, uh, the match, some brilliant false finishes. They did each other's finishing moves a lot, which, again, you don't know whose finishes who, so you, you might not have picked up on that. But just a brilliant match. And then uh, Adam Page gets the win. He shakes Adam Cole's hand, I believe, at the end when he's knocked out yeah. on the floor. Because those two were like roommates when they first started. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, this is the one where he was choking him out, wasn't it? And then he lifted his arm up and then it fell. Then he lifted it up again and he fell. And then he was about to tap tap him out. And then he come back to life again. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 an old old school wrestling trope there. That's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's that's white noise like, to me at this yeah. point. <laughs> I was like, how has he done that? He's choked out. Next thing you know, he's flipping him up again and fucking spinning him round. You don't see that on UFC though, do you? When you know you get in a rear naked choke, you do three checks of the hand and go one, <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> No, he's waving the finger. He's waving the finger. He's still got something. Ah, he's out. He's out. No, stop the fight. That's that's brain damage now. Yeah, because Adam Cole, yeah, he was knocked out on the floor. And then uh, the cowboy hangman come over and shook his hand. Like, well, picked it up, shook it, and then walked off with the belt. I thought Page would win. I thought the champion would retain, but that was an excellent fucking defense. An excellent fight. Um yeah, yeah, like I said, that and that brings us to absolutely even in the betting. So it finished all square. No no money having to yeah. change hands. And looking forward to AEW Dynamite to see what's happened, which is the weekly show we're going to review. What's yeah, your I, final thoughts on the pay-per-view there, Adam? As a first, like, Again, this is your first one since I want to say WrestleMania 3 was Undertaker Giant Gonzalez, you keep telling me, if you watch. Yeah, whatever one it was, it's, that, it's the only match I can remember. Obviously, like I knew about Hulk Hogan, Old but Warrior, and that because they were like massive back in the day. But that is the first time I've watched a wrestling show from start to finish, and I've got to tell you, I feel like I've wasted a lot of years not watching wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like my whole life's just been a complete waste of time now because this was insane. Can you just imagine your kids listening to this going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "No, right, honestly, this." So I was excited to watch it. I was like, yeah, it's going to be wrestling. It's going to be like, oh, I don't know. You signed a contract with him and you was meant to be on my team. But it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. It was it was insane. It was... it, it was. I'm, I'm excited to watch the next ones. That's fucking brilliant. So we're going to wrap this up now by uh, starting... I, I, I got a feeling, I know his score, but we're going to give it out of five. What are you going to rate AEW Revolution? I am going to rate it 4.8 out of five, but only because it needed an interval. It did need an that is That is something yeah. I would definitely say. It was long, and since there is no filler... It did need an interval. That's that's a fair yeah. score. I'm gonna go. I, I, I'm gonna go four point five. I, yeah, I'd go four point five. I, I really enjoyed this one, and I'm looking forward to doing more. If you've enjoyed this, Adam, what's your what's your socials there, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Adam Morrison Comedy, Twitter Adam Morrison Comedy, and Facebook. Guess what, guys? Adam Morrison Comedy. Yeah, follow it. Uh, we'll put all the links out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, you and I'm pretty sure that this podcast is going to be called All New to Wrestling. I've done yeah. a lot of Googling. I can't see another one called that, but you never fucking know. 
so hopefully it's called that. Uh, whatever you've found this podcast on, thank you very much for listening. Get in touch because, again, Adam's a blank canvas here. He hasn't seen any wrestling. So if you've got like an insane match or moment from a checkout that you'd love to hear a reaction of, of someone that hasn't seen it, let us know and we'll, we'll check those out and have a fun little segment of something Adam's had to had to go and check out. We can find them easy enough on the network, YouTube, things like that. Yeah. But thank you very much for listening. And yeah, this is going to be a fun show. Hope to see you again. Take it easy, guys. Cheers, Ricky. I'll catch you later.